and welcome to the Weekly Scroll Podcast. My name is Ryan. And I'm a swarm of trench rats. And with us today, we have a couple of very special guests. We have Will and Jert. <laughs> Face Bang on Ink. How are you guys doing Close. this morning? Good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you said morning and it just completely threw me. I was like, wait, no, it's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Across morning the here. Pond, so. over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, My day is it's been quite a while since you've been on, Will. You, we've been on twice. Have you been on twice before this? I think so. Yeah, yeah. This is my hat trick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so be third. Welcome back, Jared, lucky number three. I don't even remember how many times Jared. I think Jared. This might be three or four for you as well. Three or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been yeah. on. I've been on once with Curbs and and once or twice other. So. Yeah. yeah. We, just, we just keep you around, you know. Yeah, I hope there I'm not go. overstepping my welcome. <laughs> if we get a message and Jared is just like, "Hey, uh, I would like to talk about this," I'm like, "All right, cool. You just let me know, and then we'll just and it's on." <laughs> so, uh, but what 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 are we talking about today, guys? Well, we got uh, a couple of things going on. Not much. I mean, we, we put a book on Kickstarter. It's doing, yeah, it's not doing that well, but, but it's quite no, it's it's doing fucking great. Uh, kind of <laughs> way. Uh, got a bunch of new stuff that's come out in the last like what two months uh, or so. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I was to talk about Space Penguin as well uh, and all the shit he's up to. Yeah. yeah. We have Morkball, Forbidden Psalm, Definitive Edition on Kickstarter, going out, distributed by Space Penguin Inc. That's why Jert's here with us today. Jert's just collecting, like, all of these people from across the globe to just become, (laughs) like, SPI people and just getting his his roster going. So, but yeah. So, what, um, let's just go in. So, Forbidden Psalm, Definitive Edition. What all is it and why are we doing this project this way? Yeah, so um, basically it was a case of made the book three years ago. It was the first thing I ever made. Uh, made it at the beginning of COVID so I wouldn't go insane. If you read it, I failed. Um, and uh, essentially it was like kind of having made like a shit ton of other stuff since then. Going back to it, I'm like, this doesn't look how I want it to look. This This isn't the product I want it to be. Um, plus like a bunch of rules, clarifications and questions from the community started to just bore me. No. Um, so just the same questions kind of coming up and it's like, okay, let's do a definitive edition. Let's go back, answer those questions, clean up the rules, get some new artists involved, kind of make it the kind of definitive edition. So like really streamline it and make it sing. And then at the same time, it was like, okay, well, let's actually throw in the big book expansion that we did mad wizards into the core book as well because it continues the story in the book, um, in the first book anyway, and it just means that people aren't having to roll on like two tables or have two books. You have one book, it's the complete thing. So that was kind of the idea behind it. Um, and we got some new artists involved um, because my budget for the original project was like basically zero. So actually being able to go out and get some new artists and, and pay them decently and get some exciting kind of fresh takes on some of the monsters and creatures uh, was really exciting. And, and that's kind of, where it came from and we chucked it up on kickstarter and my kind of lofty goal was like oh, okay if this just can cover its print run like if it makes 10k i'll be over the moon and we're currently approaching 40 so i'm kind of like oh shit there was way more say, yeah you just you just broke 10k you know so okay, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> uh, just on day one you know yeah yeah um, um so like much more of an audience for this thing than i thought they would be because i was like everyone's like people already bought this book they're not going to want like second edition of it 
Um, but yeah, that's it basically. So we've not we've kept all the rules the same, the core rules are the same. So if you bought those first books, they're still compatible. If you bought anything else, it still works. It's not a case of like mentioning no names of companies coming out with a new edition two years later and saying, oh, those other books don't fucking matter anymore. You've got to spend more money. And no, it's none of that. It is, it's the same game. Why are you picking on fantasy flight? <laughs> I mean, there's like seven companies that could have been a big out. Um, I was sitting here yeah. like, wait, which one is he talking about? <laughs> I, for me, it's for me, it's always FF, and I I, I love FF games. I'm in avid, avid, avid. I was literally talking to Luke this morning about Arkham Horror and how Arkham Horror Two is better than Eldritch Horror and stuff like that. But boy, those rule books, like my yeah. yeah, part and parcel of what we do. Yeah, but yeah, so that's that's kind of it. It is, it's the shinier, sexier edition of of forbidden psalm the thing that kind of launched me into this world um and it's been really exciting to kind of get to go back and kind of clarify rules rewrite it add some extra stuff make the art really sing so and the design kind of just sing i know a lot more now than i did three years ago in terms of like how you approach design so yeah it's that's it and then we've got a great team behind it in terms of jurt and, and roz who's helping us with editing to really again make those those rules just sing and make it so clear for people. Um, and of course, there'll probably still be questions that people will have after the fact, but it just means that hopefully we reduce the amount of kind of um, uh, gray areas in the rules for people and make it just like the best edition we can. So that's very that's cool. The, that's what we've done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a great game three years ago, so I'm excited for a definitive edition. I don't know if everybody does what I do, but I have to get everyone in soft and hardback um, and any special editions. So uh, if you're going to make a definitive, I'm going to have to get that one up too. So um, I wonder what our listeners really think about like that joke that can, keeps going. That's not at all a joke because that rhyme will get three copies of everything and every exclusive cover yeah. like. It's no, true. It's not. I mean, you can literally see them all here. Like, it's not <laughs> like they're, they're Dude, I, this is like going to be three versions of Orbital Blues, you know? And that's, and that's why I work in games because those are all ones I've worked on. Say like, and people are like, wait, no, you're kidding. Like you, you don't really work in games to get games. You, oh, oh, that was a very large part of the impetus of, I just, I couldn't afford to buy a lot of game books <laughs> and stuff and i mean even when we were kids we couldn't afford a lot of the stuff and then you know as an adult there's just such a smorgasbord out there you know and so i just started like being like hey can i work with you can i work with you and then people were being like can you work with us and now you know yeah so what you should do is you should quit your job and then just move into working Done. on rpgs i mean that's what i tell everybody it works for a few people we'll listen we'll <laughs> Listen, I would love to, but I am wearing a very shiny pair of golden handcuffs, and unfortunately, I cannot. Um, but in my spare time, here I am, and I will just continue to buy all the books and support the people and maybe get a chance to talk and, to the wonderful people that do that, and, and hence, and here I we thank are. Thank you. Dude, absolutely. Thank you. So. so before we got, you know, on live, you uh, guys were mentioning some, like, quality of life improvements to... <laughs> Uh, forbidden psalms uh could you uh speak about that and tell me what mm -hmm. what, what were these quality of life improvements sure um i'll uh this is where i get to i get to chat because uh and i got i have the doc open i'm actually working uh right now finishing up a few things so um one of the things um and for me skirmish minis uh i i 
So there's a game we have called Dogstorm, the Hobonomicon crew, and some folks, listeners, have possibly played this um, at conventions after hours. Um, we use uh, this really great train terrain uh, that Wayne and, and Doug and Tom and James and everyone builds, uh, and it's uh, it's just a super rules light riff um, on. You have a person. They move. They move, and then they can do an action, right? It, it's a it, it's a skirmish game, right? And so for years we've played versions of Dogstorm. There's not a codified rules. It's all on the character sheet. Well, your 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 team sheet. Um, and then uh, a few years back, you know, met Will started working on uh, FP stuff, and I've learned a lot about skirmish books and rule books and you know that that hybridization between an rpg book which is very much closer to a book book uh, versus a board game rules book um because there there's you know it has more room for more edge cases but also in a rules book in a skirmish game you don't want to put every single edge case in there although we get all if if something pops up several times um so a lot of that is um it you know it's it's, it's other like dungeon it, it, it's treating each scenario like a dungeon essentially and so making sure stuff like page references the first time a monster appears and is mentioned in the setup and treasure section you know here's a page reference boom you can go right to there um it, you know a lot of, a lot of these quality of life improvements are jared is a, is not that good of an editor uh the improvement and 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 he's always now i'm always improving so i'm always getting better about what i do to make things more useful for me personally uh and then therefore other folks hopefully can benefit from picking up that you know in, in other iterations and stuff um that um codifying all the terms um uh the original forbidden psalm i wasn't involved in directly um, and then um, I was as a proofreader bit, uh, you know, on um, uh, footsteps uh, and then have been on everyone since then. Um, and, you know, like our, our joke is like each, like, like we said before, each one is uh, is is the current, S each new book is the current SID. Well, now we're, we're at like 21 books, zines total in, in two and a half, three years of working together. And it's now that we're saying this is the definitive edition, it has to be the definitive edition. So all the monster names have to be the same thing. All of the de play, player deployment areas, they're all called player deployment areas, not inadvertently zoned in one book and then player put in something else like that. Because my brain works like, I will make this book internally consistent in and of itself. I'll do a find replace for the word zone, da 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 da, -da. It's cool they're all zones and then the next book i'm like oh shit it's supposed to be area so what we're doing with this is i mean yeah for those a peek behind the curtain what do you do a lot of find replace um for, for later iterations and stuff like that um just to make sure that it's all super internally consistent and then um we're we've uh our great friend Roz, um she did a in-depth hardcore proof pass on Morpal. Uh, and really, 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 did you just throw a, the, a can at something, a bottle at no. somebody? No, I just <laughs> threw it away so it's not in my desk space. <laughs> nice. Um, Roz um, did a really super great job uh, on Mortal uh, and helped us polish that up even more. And she's now an, on board doing... Uh, 
the end times edition and gonna eyeball up a collection of death and make sure there's nothing else missing just to again just to make sure it's all super internally consistent and that it goes forward in in a fashion that we can as will said minimize oh, there we go uh minimize the number of questions that we get from folks um over, over the same stuff um my my greatest claim to fame is mothership related what are hits because we put out the player ooh, poop we put out the player survival guide at mothership uh at the same time that we put out dead planet and hits now called wounds in mothership 1e uh, were explained in dead planet where they would be logically if you're getting both books at the same time the first instance of it and how that works for monsters right um and not thinking oh we should put that in the player's book the one that people are probably gonna pick up so yeah like five years ago what are hits it's my curse it it it, it lasts forever uh so when we were working on mothership box set you know having more eyes uh editorialized there were like six people on the team looking at that besides just yours truly which is great and one of those people was ross and she's just super extraordinary and really just kills it and points out shit that i don't get even like, damn good one um so we're really 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 uh, yeah we're really putting the screws to this and making sure it's super tight so that in the future when people see this at a bookstore or on a game shelf, you know, on a on a game shelf somewhere, they're like, what's that? And you can be like, oh, it's just really great, super easy to play and you know, pick up and learn skirmish minis game that you can use any miniature you want with. And yeah, I'd, the goal, everybody, I think everyone's goal, household name eventually. That would that would be nice, you know, like Maserati, I want a Lamborghini. I'm just kidding. I don't really, I don't like driving. <laughs> um, anyway, I'll shut up now. That's that's my take on quality of life. It, it's also bringing in, like, with each book, um, kind of learn how to communicate rules, how to just provide players with more information, and kind of wrapping it back around. So, like, with, I think it was Kill Sample Process was the one where we first introduced, like, a flowchart mm-hmm. of enemy behavior AI. Um and like bringing that back into the the core book because that we never had that in Forbidden Sound before. So like we would get questions a lot from players about like how does this work with the monster? Like how do they know to prioritize or something along those lines? So having that kind of flowchart come back into the core game, um, and that's been tested over three different books at this point. So we you know we know how to lay that out and what works for people in terms of communicating that information, but also just like answering edge cases. So my favorite one. From Forbidden Sound was you can buy a backpack and a backpack gives you two item slots. So it takes one, gives you two. So essentially you buy a backpack, you get two slots. And the amount of people have said, it doesn't say I can't have infinite backpacks. And I'm like, you're correct. It doesn't. And if you model the model with infinite backpacks, you fucking crack on. But yeah, so like there's this wonderful thing where players will find the way to break the rules. Um, and some of it is about clarifying that and others is like, no, I'm not going to clarify that. If you want to have infinite backpacks, <laughs> you crack on. <laughs> like, is like, no, the joy in the game is like, for some people, it's finding ways to break it. I don't want to take that away from them. You crack on breaking the game. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But then others is like finding those edge cases. And just a quick story, you flashed up the poop in Mork Bo- Bo- 
Uh, that was literally, I had a gap on the page and I ran to my kids and I was like, hey, I need you to draw me a shit. <laughs> and they were like, I need you to draw me a turd. Please draw me a turd. So they drew me a turd to put on the page. And there was you a did a great job. They were That's very a, a nice looking turd. Yeah. 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 They also, I think, is that the one they did the skull in? No, the skull's in the other book. They, they do a bunch of art for me. Um, my 15 year old is uh just an incredible artist they like yeah the stuff they produce and yeah i made them draw shit for me um <laughs> that's it. parenting at work right there <laughs> we yeah. draw me a shit and yeah. then in like 15 minutes here's a nice fucking shit. that sounds great honestly yeah, also yeah. like i just i was laughing so hard like internally about the image of somebody kit bashing like a dude like it's just legs and then just a bunch of backpacks mm. you know <laughs> mm. yeah, isn't there life, a... that's a life-held dream that's a life-held <laughs> dream right there isn't there a superhero that's like nothing but pouches yeah i know yeah. i don't yeah. remember what that's from the pouch yeah. it was it was yeah. a riff on it was a riff on liefeld's pouch fetish in the late 80s early 90s there um, we go Unabashed Rob Liefeld fan right here. Um, but I still also know that the pouch is just ridiculous. Also, Will, yeah, we should probably do a superheroes one of these at some point, shouldn't we? I think that's on the list. Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We've got superheroes on the list. We've got a couple of other things too. Nice. Um, but yeah, the uh, yeah, endless uh, and uh, the endless edition of First Man. Good for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, need, I need an excuse to use all my hero clicks that I have sitting around. Oh, cut cut them off their dials and re- I don't even need to rebase them. I just use them as is. Good. There you go. Uh, someone in chat, and for those listening that don't know, uh, we do stream this live, and you get the podcast version. Um, but someone asked, uh, "Is there any work from community content creators in the definitive edition?" Uh, yeah, we have some like images of people's minis and hit bashes and things like that. In terms of actual content. In terms of things they've created, some of that is in the Collection of Death. So the Collection of Death is uh, a book that you can get as part of the campaign on Kickstarter as well. It'll be available after. And what we've done is we've brought together a bunch of the mini expansions we've done over the years. We put them all into one place, partly so we don't have to keep printing like 20 different zines, but actually, more importantly, it's so it's all available in one place for people. And we've chucked a bunch of community content in there as well. So there are tables of like weird weather events and weird terrain and all sorts of other things that the community have helped come up with through our Discord channel over the years. That's all going in there. And even today, um, the community were asking for a uh, a warband name generator. So I literally, that's what I spent my day today making. So there's now a warband name generator going in where you can do D100 tables and you can come up with a weird warband for you. And you'll like to know that if you roll the right numbers, you can get the weekly scroll as the name of your warband. So that nice. is uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you Very so cool. much. Thank you. Yeah. That kind you of stuff also... is why we do this. Like honestly. <laughs> you can also get Space Penguin, but that's now in like all the books. So nice. yeah. 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 You know, that's I that, that's the I think that's one of the real things that I just gravitate towards FP is it is it, Yes, I was on the editorial team on Mark Borg and like and I loved it. And you know, like I I I get it. But um with this, it it just it's the sense of humor, the world sense of humor that just pervades FP through and through is even more so than like the other stuff that, that I've seen because 
if you say something to him, he will put it in the book for you. <laughs> or I'll ro- I'll be rolling along and looking through things, and I'll be like, "What the hell?" Like I said that like three weeks ago. Yeah, yep. And I'm like, "Great, fantastic." You know, just the 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 sense of humor, the comedy, like the don't take it too seriously because. Hey, I love games that I take seriously. Like I love intense stuff like that, but I really have to be, I either I'll play something like, you know, back to Eldritch Horror or or Fantasy Flight. I'll play something like Eldritch Horror by myself, you know, just do a solo running all four because I, and I'll do it on hard mode as crunchy as possible, you know, shit like that, or Jaunty High Lightning. Um, but usually when I'm playing with other folks, I, I ask them, you know, I asked my partner, Debbie, I was like, how crunchy are we getting tonight? You know what I'm saying? Like her sweet spot is wingspan. And I, I love wingspan too, but her sweet spot is wingspan. As far as like, she really likes engine builders, right? Uh, me, I want cave evil, <laughs> you know, I want, I want, uh, Andrew Walter turned me on to magic realm and I looked out and found a copy of it. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait to be able to get this to the table. I'll only ever play it by myself, but because it's just, it's, int- you know, it's listed on Bogaji as the second, uh, most intense game, uh, ever. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Great. You know, it's like just all kinds of moving parts and swingy parts. Right. Um, but I, I I think with with this is you can get super grotty with FP and then you can not get super grotty, you know, like you can add in all the chunky extra optional rules or you can just be if you're introducing someone to it or if you just want to do a casual one, you know, or just want to try out one of the ones, you know, one of the new scenarios, one in one of the zines, you can just be like, oh yeah, no, it's, it's totally, it's totally cool. It's nonsensical. You can, you can do that. Like the new one, Cloth Goblins, dun, 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 uh, coming out next week. Um, this is like a super, this is, this is the first one we've done that's been, aside from Mork Ball, that's like standalone that has like most of the basic rules in here. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's a zine kind of size. It's quite small, uh, but it is. It's got the core rules in, stripped back. So it's like a, an even more stripped back version of the game. So that if you want to play like with younger kids, or even just like you want to play the game and not have to worry about like sixteen different conditions that you guys can get, it's the kind of version for that. It came from a collaboration between myself and Statuesque Miniatures, who make these incredibly cute goblin minis. I've got some on my desk. They're really good. They're so good. Yeah. Uh, they're so cute. And essentially, that book is you are playing as the goblins. You get 10 goblins. When the goblins are dead, they're dead. Uh, and you're trying to like make a little fort and survive the night against like wolves and like forest critters and stuff. So it's it's quite a strip out version of the game, but it's quite fun and cute and uh, me and my kids were all gonna like paint up a couple of the goblins each, and each person will control like the goblins, and that's how we're gonna play it. Um, yeah, and kind of picking up on the like the humor and stuff. It, it basically stuff goes in my books if it makes me laugh, and that's like there are so many rules in the book where I was just like, yeah, that's that's funny to me, so it's going in, and I'm like, I'm glad other people think so, because <laughs> like uh, if it was just me, I would be cool with that. It's good that other people get it. And like Mork Ball is that I think the one that surprised me the most that people like backed and got into because that is literally the dumbest thing I've ever written. It's <laughs> so unbelievably stupid. It's, it's, it says the dumbest sports ball you can play. Uh-huh. And, and I, 
I still get people asking me like, how balanced is this game? I'm like, sorry, what's what's balance? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I wasn't really concerned. I made a real dumb game, and it's it's playable as a game. I made it's sure it's fun. playable. Yeah, but that's about where it gets through. <laughs> uh, you know, that's what's important. So three things, real quick. One, uh, giveaway going on right now in chat. I threw it up there, but for anyone listening right now, if you're actually here in chat, if you do exclamation point forbid. Um, that will enter. That will enter you for a big fat stack of Forbidden Psalm giveaway. Jer- what? What all? What are we giving away? Uh, man, that, am I Rod Roddy? That's great. I love Rod Roddy. Um, a copy of Dreadnoughts Red, uh, the hardcover. Um, a copy of Morkball. Uh, a copy of a, a Dead Festival Three, which we released last month, that has some Halloween uh, inspired uh, scenarios, and for the mostly focused on the Last War, but you can use them between all of the systems. Uh, I mean, all of the games. It all works off the same chassis. Um, and then a copy of the brand new Cloth Goblins stick in there too. So, yeah, massive giveaway. Yeah. I, I'm extremely jealous of whoever wins. So, yes. You get, well, enter, Hunter, just in case. But, no, um, I'm a host. Also, I'm not entering the giveaway. Who cares? Who cares? Um, I have all of that anyway. But um, uh, chat, also, please remind me, us, all of us, because many of us here have ADHD. I've already oh, forgotten about the giveaway. Um, so uh, if we start to wrap up and we have not actually done the giveaway, can someone in chat, probably uh, Ozo, could you say, hey, don't forget the giveaway? <laughs> And we will do that for you. Um, the second thing, how about uh, Cave Evil reprint? Um, oh, right? man. Okay, so, like, it's, uh, I, it's, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, it's, uh, I've wanted it for a while. I have War Cults, and I love War Cults. Uh, I've played a few campaigns of that, and it's great. I've only, I played one game of Cave Evil years ago, but didn't own it. Um and then I absolutely love Rocky Mountain Man. I think it's great. And I absolutely love The House on the Borderland. Uh, I think I when that one popped out in Lurker magazine, that was I was just like, oh yeah, I think that day I was working at the bar at my last bar job or a couple of bar jobs ago. I sat there at the end of the bar it was a day shift and I cut all the pieces for House on the Borderland out and played it right away. People were like, What are you doing? I was like, I'm playing a really great game. You want to play? And I like a couple of random people like played like turns with me. You know, like they killed the recluse, and I was like, Well, you, you kind of don't want to kill the main character, but that's okay. Um right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm stoked for the Cave Evil reprint, uh, and I'm really enjoying the way uh, that EOE is doing that. Like with the, um, you know, essentially the the buy starter model of, hey, we can get to 500 copies. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna print this. And it's great because it's ooh, excuse me, because um, it's they're rolling it for you know a couple of months. So like, I'm definitely gonna nab myself a copy um closer to the holidays my holiday gift to myself so i was actually lamenting yeah. earlier today i have a bunch of board games i am not playing right now so maybe i need to get rid of some board games that i'm not playing before i purchase a new one that's kind of a okay yeah let me know let me know um i wish i could stop giving gifts to myself um that would be great for my wallet um mm. and uh the third thing i want to talk about so Love Merc Borg. Absolutely love Merc Borg. It became like a, like a, I think there's almost, to a lesser extent, in my opinion, there is like 
before Apocalypse World and after Apocalypse World and like a blip in TTRPG. And quite honestly, I think there's like a before Mark Borg and an after Mark Borg. Especially in just the 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 amount of stuff and the and the, the variety of people that kind of got into the scene and into creating stuff because of Mark Borg. Here's the thing though, and I will say this. Burkwork has a very specific tone that I think everybody loves. The like kind of gonzo, weird, um, funny but gross kind of thing. Some people really hit that tone on the head. A lot of people really miss it. And one of the things I really love about Forbidden Psalm is I think it like directly hits it right on the head every single time. Like when that first book when the first Forbidden Psalm came out and we talked about it on the show, like that was one of the big takeaways I had. It was like this is clearly distinctly its its own thing. But it's such a good um, game for those that really love Merkborg and love that kind of like weird, gross gonzo-ness because of how well it maintains that specific tone. And was that when you first made Forbidden Psalm, was that something that you really strove for? Or is that just you and you just happen to have like a very similar kind of tone to Merkborg? Uh, yeah, when Merkborg came out, I think probably about... 12, 13 different people said it to me and was like, this is your book. You need to own this book. Uh, so I definitely think it's like a tone that just is part of who I am and the stuff I create. But it was definitely like, okay, I want to try and, you know, do a good job of creating a book that's that emulates what Morpog is, but in a miniatures game. Um, and then when I've gone and done other books like Last War, um, Red Knights, those, you know, emanate a very different theme and approach. And they still have that humor and that silliness because that's just kind of who I am. I'm a very, very silly person. Uh, and But they still want to pull from a different theme. So Dread Knights is obviously very uh, Edgar Allan Poe influenced and kind of that kind of more gothic horror, a little bit of hammer horror thrown in. Um, and uh, Last War is a lot more somber in a way, but it still has that kind of gross, but also funny and also not too serious uh, type of thing and some of it just stems from the fact that when i play games i play them to have fun and i play them to have narrative and i play them for that element i don't want to take it too seriously so people that get like take miniatures gaming and the stories behind them so seriously it just isn't who i am and i, I always bounce off of games that are too serious in a way because of that so yeah i think it's it's a bit of mix of like trying to emulate what was there but also definitely kind of who i am and, and kind of the stories I tell and the games I play and, and when I run role play games for people, it's the same thing. I'm a forever GM. Um my games are quite silly. Yeah, the games I run are very, very silly. Um and I think it's also just like part like ingrained into being British. There's like a very Britishness to that kind of humor that kind of comes across. Um our approach to most things is to take it with quite a lot of like cynicism and uh sarcasm. And I think that kind of comes across as well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm curious. I'm curious if I guess if like the Swedish horror is the same. I mean, we we, we have Dragon Bane, you know, we're doing that different. But like um, Merkborg is definitely has its its, you know, sardonic, you know, aspects to it. Um and you know brits love taking the piss and stuff so like you know it's it's it definitely comes through um in a way that like i said is very um it's it's what you want from something that has like a basis in Merkborg. if if you want like a tonal thing for Binsom is definitely one way to go and, and the other thing that i really loved about the original game we talked about too is like it is a miniature skirmish game but it can also just be a role-playing game like it's really not 
Like, there's no part of it that you couldn't just play a role-playing game and, like, do battle with a different system or even within the same system if you really want um, to do it. So it's not just for people that love skirmish games, um, and it's great for people that want a role-playing game but have been curious about, like, what a skirmish game is and didn't know that, like, all the 3.5 minis out there were also, like, for D&D skirmish games, and you probably have a thousand of them. But, like, so that's a great um, thing to have. When you were originally making the game... Um, and maybe we talked about this like the two other times you were here, but now it's just in my head, so we'll just go with it. Um, did you make it as a skirmish game first or a role-playing game first, or did you want to kind of like hit that line down the middle? Yeah, it was aiming down the middle. Um, so many of the miniatures games that I used to, because I, I came from a role-play background, then got into miniatures games in quite a big way, and then kind of went back into role-playing games. And, and what I found with the miniatures games is they basically they don't really tell stories when you're playing them. They're very much like, there's a rule and then there's this rule and the thing I need to do to win uh, is, is very mechanical and you don't really have these like fun stories that come out of most miniatures games. And in fact, often the rules can kind of uh, go counter to the narrative of the story that's being told, right? So like um, Games Workshop games are a good example of this where you've got big, scary space marines that aren't meant to be scared of anything and yet because they want to have a morale rule, they can fail morale and they can run away. And, you know, that's not a criticism of that game. It's just you've got these rules and then you've got a narrative and they're not necessarily married up. Uh, and the Minches games that I always loved and was drawn to is the ones where they tried to marry that up and they were much more akin to a role-playing game. So Inquisitor and games like that. Um, and that's why when creating a Minches game, I was like, I want this to be a very narrative game. It also then helps when you get into those situations where it's like, okay, my guy has died that sucks because I'm going to lose the game. But actually, he died in a really funny way. So you start getting enjoyment out of loss. And that was like such a big focus for me in creating the game was like, this has to be fun to lose. So like the penalties for losing have to be minimal. So like when you guys die, you get new guys for free. There's no cost to you. There's no issue. Whereas like other games like Necromunda and other games that have very harsh penalties, when you guys die, you just suck. You start losing the game and you don't do as well. And the same as in Mork, uh Ball and all the games like, when you guys die, you get new ones for free. And that was a really important mechanic of like making death and loss fun and enjoyable. Because like if a game is truly balanced, you're winning half your games, which means you're losing half. So you need to have fun the other half of time. You need to be able to have fun when you lose the game. And that that's such a driving factor in like the games I create. And I think that comes most if the game's narrative, if you're telling stories about people, about why it's funny that this guy just lost a limb or someone dies <laughs> or a monster eats them or whatever it is that happens um so yeah it was very much like down the line of like the best way for me to make a game that i would enjoy is i can have fun in my losses in the game so i want this game to be very narrative which leads more into the role-playing game but i also really enjoy miniatures games i enjoy moving little toy soldiers around so let's also go that way so yeah it was it was kind of a bit of both um for sure and then as far as Forbidden Psalm and Space Penguin. How did that like become a thing? You know, I've just been working with Will for um, the last couple of years, and um, when I started at Space Penguin, um, we've done up uh, Dread Knights, and then now you know, as things are um, <clears throat> wrapping up in previous incarnations. Um, we're sprucing these babies up. Uh, I don't know if we can talk about any of the other. We really can't talk about some of the other um, developments about um, of stuff 
further down the line but th- there's yeah there's there's listen a pretty, you can talk uh, about anything you want to yeah, talk about well, sure, is, right you're no, welcome a, this podcast i will just say that there's for... there's the yeah just because we didn't pre will and i didn't pre-talk oh, oh, what I'm, can we talk about right i'm fine with um, talk about whatever you want to talk i'm happy to tell people what. yeah yeah um we've just got there's a there's a, a, a cleaned up spruced up uh compiled version of the last war uh in the works with um that is going to come out in a in a fancy way from a with a with a deal with another with a, a another company i don't i don't i don't know if we're going to say the company name we haven't we haven't that one that one we haven't cleared but we okay. can say it's we're hoping it's going to come out with miniatures so that's yeah. Ooh, really that. Yeah. So that's we should have more on that in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to get it out of Christmas, but we'll see if we can hit that. Oh, yeah. dude, I love the last war. It's right here. You know, I'm like, I yeah. Dig so there's that. we're we're definitely working on on that. So there's a cleaned up version of last war coming out. Stuart was saying, um, but just to kind of go back to how we ended up working together, essentially met through doing this. Like Jert was the person I first spoke to when um, Forbidden Psalm first came out. And he's been like my biggest cheerleader through that entire process. He's been amazing to work with. So we just became really good friends. So when he was setting up Space Penguin, it was like, well, this is no fucking brainer. Like you understand how I create, what I create and what I'm trying to say in things I make. So it just made sense to continue that like relationship. And, but also like, yeah, we've just become good friends and like working together is easy. Like we were saying before we went live, you know, uh, Joe will come to me and be like, Hey, I think this is written better this way. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, we don't argue about the creative shit. Like Jerk gets what I'm trying to say and trying to do. Um, and it just works. So it, it's like a no-brainer of like, why would I not do it if it's it's simple and easy? And like a lot of the time we have very similar opinions on how we want to approach shit. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we just realized that we were I mean, yeah, you're right. There there is a superhero one. Sorry, the superhero ones, right? It's bouncing around my fucking uh rabbit brain right now. Um, but yes, I do remember that we did talk about that one and put it on like the big list or whatever. But now I'm just like, but but it's it's stuff like that. It's like I'm already being like, okay, crypto super pets, but okay, yeah, uh-huh, cool. Maybe I'm gonna write, maybe I'm gonna help write more of this one than than previous ones. I mean, I I absolutely love comics. I added lecture um but it, it's stuff like that it's like i don't know it's a it's a, it's a solid team up and um it just it, it it just works um and it's fun and there really aren't any there's not any hole like even if we do disagree about something or we're you know ribbing each other the wrong way or whatever we're still buds and we can still talk about it and just be like yep yeah, sorry you know high paying shit work family all that shit you know what i'm saying but we still do actually enjoy the game like that's that's the thing it's like when when we when i was editing more ball we were getting all that cleaned up before we did the print run of it debbie and i are playing more ball and she was like this is really fucking fun and i was like see that's what i'm talking about that's what she's not really ever played a miniatures game any sort of skirmish and she was just like she was like this is really, really fun. I really like this. You know, I played some of it at GaryCon this past year uh, with uh, Steve Gomez with Mez. And Mez was just like, I fucking love this thing. He's like, it's just wild. You know, it's just, it's just weird. And it, you know, it's, it's, it's because Steve's also a football fan. He's a Chelsea fan. I don't know what's wrong with him. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Right. Um, but uh, it's, it's when, yeah, I think with a lot of, 
at the at at the heart of it, everything is funny. You know, this rolls back into why is it so humorous? Like it, it, we want it to be fun. That you can, if you want to, you can play hard mode. You can take all. You know, if you've got gamers, like you know, if 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 you're just like, no, I fucking play to win every time. I play to win every time, and you, you and you two agree to do that. No holds barred. Issue the narrative. Like literally, we have to we have to win this. This is, but. Uh, for the most part, with it being you know relaxed and fun and 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 any social activity, I think that reflects through every single one of the properties, and I think that's what makes it fun, and us working together, not stressing out about shit too much, makes it it, it just reflected in the books. So, big old feedback loop. If the books are fun to make, then we enjoy it, and we're going to make more fun books. And it's like the old cocaine commercial. Uh huh. Everything, yes. Except I don't know about that last part, but yeah, absolutely. The I do more cocaine so I can work more hours, so I can make more money, so I can buy more cane <laughs> cocaine, so I can do more cocaine. So I, you remember that? Oh, that's yeah. right. Your youngsters, your youngsters didn't grow up in in the in the eighties uh, with uh, old Nancy's uh, "Just Say No" campaign. You're right. I wasn't even born then. So, right. are you weren't yeah. born in the eighties? <laughs> no, I was born in the nineties. Oh. Oh my God, mm. I was at least born in the eighties, even if I was too young to remember most of it. Um, yeah. anyway, there, was this, there was this anti-drug campaign, uh-huh. and they had all these really great commercials, which we now look on as classics. And we were just like, oh, no, that's totally why I fucking did that drug. I totally, I didn't know what fucking pot was. I literally didn't know what pot was until the, until I saw the, I learned it by watching you. All right. Commercial. And the, the dad and the, I learned it by watching you. All right. Commercial looked like my biological father. Like, and I was just like, you know, and years later, someone's like pot. And I was like, oh, this is that stuff that was in that. Yeah, I'll try some. (laughs) <laughs> that's that that's what's great is the dare program has been proven to increase drug use anytime it's been mm-hmm. instituted um yep. statistically like there's more drug use by children because of the dare program but who is going to be the politician that ends the dare program because clearly the optics are more important than the statistics this is why we have yeah. the prison industrial complex but anyway this is um, a great forbidden psalms episode y'all we're all doing right? really well staying it on really topic. is Hey, that's listen, nice, we uh, I think we are actually book. doing pretty well. We you know, are like actually six, doing okay. So. 60% is forbidden psalm, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> um so uh someone else uh in chat there was a second, another question I wanted to get to. Um uh was there any thought of doing cards like omens, beasts, um, or character pads? Because I know with some of the other ones, not the um first book, there was there were cards, especially like Last War and things. Um mm-hmm. any thoughts about releasing anything with that? Because that's not on the Kickstarter as far as I can tell. Yeah, so, and that's a deliberate choice. Um, and the reason for it is, yes, cards, definitely a future thing. Like me and Joe, if I blow up the conversations about expansions we want to do and extra things and merch and all sorts that definitely going to come. But we wanted to keep that away from the Kickstarter. And the reason for it is really simple. It adds a shit ton of time on getting the product to people. Um, the minute, the more we produce and the more different form factors and everything, it just adds time. And I'm very much like, hey, when you back a Kickstarter, you can wait a year, two years, and I don't want to do that. I like getting stuff out to people within a couple of months. Hence why, you know, the the PDFs of everything on the Kickstarter, we're hoping to have ready before the end of the year. And then we want to get the books in print right at the beginning of the year and actually get product to people kind of within the first kind of quarter um, of the year as well. So that's the main reason it's not there. We, we'd like to do it as a later date for those that really want it. 
but we don't want to hold up the whole product line and Kickstarter for people that don't give a shit about cards by producing cards. So that's the main reason. Um, it also adds like a shit ton on postage and like, so yeah, whenever like me and Joe go around on these different things, like things we can add to the, to the campaign and it's, it's great for like really big campaigns that they can add to t-shirts and cards and dice and all these other things. But when you're kind of running a campaign at the size we are, which is still great, like no criticism at all. Like I love how much support we've had. It does mean that like some of those things we have to think about, like how does that impact on us getting stuff to people? How does it impact on like how much we produce and, and those kind of considerations. And that's mm. basically it. Uh, in terms of the cards, I would love to do another card pack. We did one with last war and we included, um, who's your hair. The monsters from the core book as well. Stealing Goblin. Yeah. yeah. And I've got some new ones made with the new art that we've had done. Uh, but definitely <laughs> something we're going to look at, I think, for kind of next year at some point, particularly because we've got a couple of other books planned for the new year that will add to the whole roster of monsters and things that are in the universe. Just said, I'm going to have a eyeball. I, I can clear up a whole shelf. I've already got, I, I got to say, it's about a quarter of my shelf right now if I wanted to go grab and, and pull them all down. But um, that's, that's so. Honestly, great to hear. Um, as someone who's backed over, you'd have to guess. Um, I'm not going to say over ten um, at least. Uh-huh. Over over ten projects currently. Um, uh, I got to say, like there are people that I won't back again because of the um, fulfillment, and I would say probably at least half of those is because of all the shit. And listen, I will always back for all the shit. All right, and I will wait for it um for a long time but eventually it's it gets to be you know um annoying and i can only imagine i mean post-covid things aren't as bad as they were you know but it's never going to be the same again um and distribution especially if you're going to do international distribution because you're in um well it says on the thing but you're 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 in wales um jert's in america and you have backers in i'm guessing at least like 10 15 countries so mm-hmm. i can only imagine like that and all the rest of that stuff especially post brexit's got to be a pain in the dick um so it's really nice to see yeah if you're gosh i guess if you're mothership jert and you make like a million dollars on a project um you can put together like all the boxes and stuff but to be able to just be like here's all the stuff and if you want it go to space penguin and buy the card pack is such a great idea and i'm really really excited to to get all of that um so about these other books yeah yeah <laughs> that's good way um yeah i'm pretty open about like what i'm working on um so uh in like we've got discord forbidden psalm and there's literally channels for like the next like three or four books already set up with the conversation going on um so the next thing i'm working on uh is a joint project with a couple of other creators um alex from 28 uh, who does a thing called 28 mag um and pierre who is a comic book artist uh, who does like amazing kind of um uh, comics he's on instagram i'll grab his handle before the call finishes today uh and what we're doing is a book called childhood which is essentially the kid-friendly version of forbidden Sun. so that's going to come out early next year uh that's like a really cool fun joint project it's quite different from forbidden Sun because it is this like team effort um so the approach is very different there's some like big changes to core rules and things uh which we haven't really played with before um but it's very much a a game of nostalgia it's a game set in like the mid 90s when we were all kids and kind of the weird and wonderful things that you get with childhood and some of the fucked up things you got in the 90s with childhood as well um and you're a bunch of kids going on your summer adventure uh tackling monsters that are either real or in the kids imagination we don't really clarify that 
um, and helping down bring down a terrible corporation who is producing goblin juice, uh, of course, um, which is a, a new energy drink that they've just come out with. Um, so yeah, you're dealing with that in the story. Then the after that, yeah, actually, course. somebody market that shit. Actually, I'm gonna trademark that goblin juice. Goblin juice. Oh, I do. If Listen, I if saw you... an energy drink called goblin juice, I'd be like, yeah, I'll take six of that. In a second. In a second. Art from Wizard of the Barge. Um, can you put some um some goblin juice on Space Penguin website when that drops? Because that would. I mean, I would snatch that up. Yeah. We should. We should. What is it? Well, it's just pee. It's just pee. <laughs> Different different flavors. Oh, I, I made Hunter laugh so much he disappeared back. Uh, I'm just leaving that one to you to sort out. Um, okay. Then after that, we've got uh, the Endless Horrors Between the Stars, which is a cosmic horror game set again using Forbidden Sound rule set that doesn't mention Lovecraft a single time. So the idea is for like, you. Yeah, because like I, basically it came from I picked up a new book. That was a like a Cthulhu one, and you know it mentions in the beginning. It's got this whole paragraph of bidding saying like he was a racist piece of shit, but we're still going to use his property because it's good and people like it, and we know we'll sell a shit ton of these books. Uh, and yeah, and I'm like, I want to make some cosmic horror that just doesn't have to pull from him. So the whole concept of that game is you're playing as a cult, you're trying to bring about the end of the world, of course, and you create an endless horror. So there are three D100 tables that you roll on that give you essentially the name what your horror wants, what it's trying to achieve, and like the ritual that you perform to bring it about. Um, and it gives you uh, a unique horror. So there's a million variations that you can roll in the book. So not quite endless, but a million's pretty good. Um, and then your cult goes about trying to bring about the end of the world, essentially. So that book, I'm working with an artist called Vil, who's done some amazing stuff on Dread Knights and the New Forbidden Psalm edition uh, as the kind of main artist. And the artwork he's producing is just horrific and amazing in the best possible ways so that'll be the, the book after childhood that'll be coming out and then i think we've got like plans up to like the end of 2025 i think scoped out so yeah quite a full kind of topic of things to create yeah so happen yeah, were... was... oh, no go for it i was gonna say uh and i i put a challenge on will for um a new new release you know a monthly next year and so we got the first quarter january february march you know like some sort of winter theme for these are for zines um so january there'll be wintry type theme february will be some sort of like love theme whatever you know uh and then march what did we say for march the other day they can pinned it in one of our combos yeah, yeah, we've got we've got a list of things I'm working on. So right. from January onwards, I go part-time on the day job. So up until now, I've I've had a full-time job as well as doing this. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it's it's quite exciting. Um it's the first time in 18 years I haven't worked full-time. So I'm quite looking forward to like not working for a bit and just creating shit instead, which I'm very excited about. So yeah, um, we're gonna do monthly zines, um, which will be like the cost in size, so kind of smaller books. Mm-hmm just more fun little things throughout the year as well as these big projects going on in the background as well so yeah a lot a lot coming in the world of forbidden psalm and it's kind of that thing of you know we're creating a lot of stuff and people have said like do you worry about oversaturating so no it's very much like whatever theme that resonates with you you can pick up that one and it's a complete game you don't need to buy everything you don't need every book it's like if you don't give a shit about cyberpunk don't buy kill santa Forces. if you don't give a shit about weird world war one don't buy last war but like maybe you care about cosmic horror and you'll buy endless horror or 
you prefer fantasy and you'll buy Forbidden Psalm the core book. So it's it's kind of like providing people the option so they can they can cherry pick which ones they want to engage with if yeah. they speak to them. I mean, not everybody needs to buy all of them. Um, <laughs> God. But some people do, okay? Um, <laughs> well, it's... The, 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 to, to further what we were saying, it's like, dude, that's the thing. It's like, uh, I guess, for some, for clarity, for if folks haven't actually engaged with, with FP before and looked at it, um, it's not just a, oh, Forbidden Psalm is the fantasy grotty one and and ksp is cyberpunk and the last war is weird war but you know and, and all these there are <clears throat> retoolings of yeah the underlying chassis is there you know how how we deliver stats and hp how we make tests um movement rules phases of the activation stuff like that but each each one of these each different flavor has a little tweak to it has a different thing you know in in last war it added tanks you know like will added tanks and and then bunkers which in in forbidden psalm there's your room that you can upgrade at the hog's head in or in um uh in dread knights you have your your guild's base right your your hq right and so and so there's a there's please there's there's similar motifs but it's not just a simple like slap a reskin on it and go oh yeah we changed rifle to laser rifle it's there are weapons in dread knights that don't make sense in another fantasy setting sure you could use them but they're they're system specific for playing this particular victorian setup here you know this poe inspired weirdness that really makes sense for that like will does the research and draws it in and that's what I, like sorry the fucking the the superhero one is just spinning my head we're gonna have to talk about this next week i think <laughs> damn it oh. Oh. like just a good example of that is um so one of the feature books that i'm working on because i work on like four at the same time because i have ADHD. Um, and one of the ones I'm working on is like a zombies book, right? Because everyone does zombies. Uh, and in that one, like, there's no fucking economy. You can't buy shit because you can't. And then zombie apocalypse, there's no fucking store you go to and buy weapons and stuff. So it's complete retooling in terms of like how your equipment works. And yeah, you can absolutely in that game get into a situation where you're just kind of fucked. You've lost everything. You've lost all your equipment. But you can always make like makeshift weapons and shit. So you guys are running around with fucking bar stools and, and shit like that. But yeah, you know, it's completely taking like an element of each game and reworking it to make sense to the narrative of the setting. Because again, it's that thing of, is it fun to play? But also, how does it speak to the narrative? How does it speak to my weird sense of humor and, and the things that kind of interest me in games? Um, same with Endless uh, Horrors, which is the cosmic horror game. You're playing a cult. You're trying to perform rituals to bring about your weird gods that you're going to create as part of the game. Um, and so much of the game is about those rituals and about the things that you do to perform those rituals, which is very different from any of the other games where many of them you're trying to stop weird cults. Yeah. Weird, you know, this is doing that on the head a little bit and, and looking at the mechanics of that. So it's going to be quite a different game from how the other games are played. My favorite thing I've put in it is at the end of the campaign, you're going to take a role for zealotry. And if you fail the role, you're not zealous enough and you suddenly realize what the fuck you've just awoken and you lose the campaign. So the whole point of it across the game is that you're trying to improve your cult zealotry. You're trying to make them more and more zealous 
so that when they eventually summon this horrific thing, they go, oh, this is great. This is what we wanted. Uh, instead of going, oh, no, we've made a terrible mistake. It's at the end of... Um... At the end of uh, Moore's Neonomicon, when that when the when it just pans out uh, and Burroughs, Jason Burroughs, like pencils it, it just like doop doop doop, and you see, and you're just like, oh shit, oh shit, you don't even see Cthulhu, you don't even see the this monstrosity or whatever it is, you just see this city and you realize where they're at, and it it's it's literally like. Oh man, we really shouldn't have done that. Like we really, oh no, no, that's bad. No, that's not a good idea at all. Uh, I can't wait. Um, just sorry, another one that you said you said um, fight with bar stools, and um, someone uh, someone mentioned uh, on another server that they watched Roadhouse. Oh yeah, Tanner mentioned that he watched Roadhouse uh, at a dive bar with just him and the bartender and, and a buddy. Uh, and they watched Roadhouse, and so I just the idea popped in my head. Swayze series, you do, you do, as we do a series of Forbidden Psalm zines, the Swayze series, and it's just Patrick Swayze movies. I sorry, this is why Thanks. I'm not. This is why I'm not creative. This is I'm editorial, Jared. You don't get to write the things; <laughs> you fix them. Okay, fine. <laughs> Yeah. The don't put baby in a corner action. Um, <laughs> I, I love that movie so um, much. I love the soundtrack. Actually, I love the second soundtrack. They're dirty dancing, more dirty dancing. That that was a better soundtrack album than the which the original was great too. But the second one, oh my god, that's a, that's not to ruin it or anything. But wasn't he like thirty and she was like fifteen in that movie? Hey, it doesn't matter. Um, it love is yeah, love, probably. Maybe. I mean, I saw it when I was a kid. I did, didn't. It probably made sense, you know. But yeah, you're right now. Wow. Ouch. Thanks. Just on that well, note. I'm uh, still defending the soundtrack. It's still good. A bunch of people have recently been like, you need to. I've never watched Buffy, right? And everyone's like, you need to watch Buffy. So a friend of mine has recently got me watching Buffy. Um, and uh, fuck, is that show A, bad and B, like, how was everyone just okay with, like, a 200-year-old vampire trying to date a 16-year-old? Everyone's like, this is just chill. Don't worry so, about it. There's this series called Twilight that I encourage you to check out. That suffers <laughs> no, from kidding. the same issue. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've heard this thing. But I was just like, this was, like, okay? I'm like, nerds are like, yeah, this is really great. And I'm like, yeah. I probably just, like, lost about a thousand <laughs> No, that's all of them. Yeah. What's the one with, like, Nina Way to go. <laughs> what was the Nina Dobrev one where she was like in high school and both of those two vampires were, were going after her? Is that um, the Vampire Diaries? Probably, yeah, that one. Yeah. So hey, here's the thing. Apparently vampires like teen girls. Um, anyway, Weird. In, in during the pandemic, right, when you were working on this game, did you imagine that you would at some point have plans for like five years later? And still be making making stuff. No, I put the original book out and thought like, if one other person plays this and doesn't hate it, I'll be over the fucking moon. And I never expected to like be able to like whack up a Kickstarter and make like forty k in like a week, or have you know a couple of thousand people playing and buying the shit I make. And yeah, just this was never like part of my long term planning or or goal or like thought process it's consistently blown me away and I've always just been like, I don't understand. 
I just write really weird shit and people give me money and I don't know why. <laughs> people and, are weird. People are weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's wonderful. It honestly, it just like it, when I when I interact with the community on Discord or anywhere else, and I say to people like, "Hey, this is amazing," and like when people make shit for my games, and I'm like, "This is generally amazing." I'm I'm being sincere. Like it blows me away consistently. Whenever I see someone's made like a table of terrain for the game or some kick-ass minis, or they've some people have gone and made their own third-party books for Forbidden Sound, like it genuinely blows me away and just makes me kind I'm of. Say, like, I think I have some actually. I was gonna say yeah, yeah I, I got those too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it does. It like genuinely like wells me up with tears a little bit. Like it's so incredible to think that that's happening. And you know, going back to when I was a kid, I always wanted to like write and cre- be creative. And then ended up doing other things for Korea. So like the fact that I've kind of circled back around and got to make some weird ass shit that people seem to like is just super cool. Yeah. Awesome. So talking about 40k on the Kickstarter in like 10 days, we got 19 days to go, 938 backers already. Okay, almost a thousand backers for for this game. Um, but on the Kickstarter, for those that um haven't but should go check out the page what can people actually get specifically on the kickstarter through the tiers and everything like that what can they actually receive from this um if they if they back from you yeah so we've got um the the forbidden psalm end times edition which is a 180 odd page book which combines the original forbidden psalm book the expansion mad wizard into all new art and kind of layout and design uh, and we said with all those kind of quality of life improvements, um, alongside it, you're going to get, uh, depending on the tier you come from. So we made it that people could just get that book if they wanted, or they could come in and get the collection of death as well, which is those mini zines collected together. That book is, I originally estimated it as 80 pages. Don't tell you it's probably going to be about 120. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that's going to be a collection of all this <laughs> space. Um, uh, including some like new content, uh, some new uh, scenarios and things that we've added in, um, which is going to be super fun. And then it also comes with a warband book, which is a little book for you to keep track of your warband in, but it's also got all the quick reference and stuff in. So again, when you're at the table and you've got the core book open on a scenario and you're trying to play it and you don't want to have to fucking flip through all the rules, you've got a little book that is just the kind of core rules, the quick reference and everything you need. So it means that you know I'm to flip back and forth and playing. So again, that kind of quality of life uh, approach. We've hit the stretch goals for tokens, so we're going to have physical token sheets, um, or about to hit the stretch goals, which are punch out card tokens for you, so that you can keep track of like status effects on the guys on the table, um, from you know whether they're downed, whether they're poisoned, disease, bleeding, that kind of stuff. So we've got those coming as well. So that's that's what's on offer. There will be add-ons in the backer kit, um, so you'll be able to add on all the other stuff we've done with Space Penguin um and yeah that's that's kind of what you get really so uh and you can get it in soft cover hard cover uh depending on what people's preferences we are only making the hardcover available as part of the kickstarter um and that's not so much a thing about like you know oh, it's a kickstarter exclusive we will have some available after the kickstarter it's a issue of i've made too many things and keeping hard covers and soft covers in print of everything is just a hell of a headache so we're we're gonna start doing the hardcovers will be part of Kickstarters and then there'll be some available for a, a window afterwards. And afterwards, just to keep things in print, we're gonna switch to just having soft covers. So if you really care about the hardcover, jump on now is what I'd say. Um, and, and we're not limiting, Lisa, we're not limiting it artificially on purpose. It's just, 
it's literally an, an economy of scale, like small businesses. This is what we do. Like I have huge eyes and I want to have, I'm not going to lock up some dirt in the other room. Everybody wants to crush up. No, we're having a, we're going to have a, a nice holiday sale here too. And then uh, that'll be, you know, those will be included in, in, in the uh, back kit for, you know, for add-ons and stuff. But um, <clears throat> yeah, just like, you know, being smart with what funds we have at our disposal so that we can improve it in, you know, so that we're not 100% reliant on KS. You know, I've been on this show many times. If anyone wants to backtrack and be like, what are Jared's thoughts on Kickstarter? And, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, ambivalent. It's it, it's a it's a constant, ever changing thing. And like, I I get it. I'm not going to go into detail about it, but it's <clears throat> doing it for this makes sense for what we are attempting to do with this right here. And hitting large numbers enables us to print more. But exactly like Will said, we can't keep the hardcover and the softcover imprint indefinitely. It's also, to be honest with you, I as as a person who you can tell, like you know collects and, get, and makes and works with a lot of stuff like i do love <clears throat> i like a nice hardcover and stuff but this is a skirmish game and i very much prefer the soft covers like my play copies of these are soft covers and they're bent and they're rolled around they actually have stickers on them this is display only so that we take them to convention so that i'm not using my copy and beating the shit out of it and then taking it yet another fresh display copy every time to the show like <clears throat> It's just it the the soft covers make it a lot easier just to do to 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 flip open the spiel at the table and and be right there. They're they're less expensive for us to produce that way we sell them for less money so that they're they get beer spilled on them or they get dropped and, and dinged and dang they're not you know they're not hearted but we do understand that folks like hardcovers too like I get it it's 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 it, you know, awesome, you know, so doing the best we can with uh, what we can so that we don't have to go back to the well, as I say, um, for reprints of, of the book, you know, building a building long term sustainable models for each title in a line incrementally, you know, one day world domination, one day world domination and telepathy and being like, it's on sale. You know, and Ryan's like credit card numbers, <laughs> right? It's just like right there. You have it already. So memorize forever. Um what? here's the thing though. Here's the thing about hardcover, soft cover. When it when Forbidden Song came out and the hardcover was just like a different color, I was like, ah, eh, I'll just keep it the soft cover then. But as soon as what was the first one that did it? Was it Last War was the first one that dropped with a different cover? I was like, well, fuck. Now I have to go back and get all the hardcovers <laughs> too. So yeah. if you're gonna if it's the same cover, just one tart and one soft. You know, I'm going to get both at this point now anyway, but before I would have just got the soft. But if you're making two different covers, too, I mean, the completionist in me, as soon as I find a game I really like or a creator who I really like, I'm getting all their shit. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, and it's great that for Will, that's both. Uh, both. I, I love Will and I love Forbidden Psalms. So now it doesn't matter what you put out. Um, I'm buying it. So, um, you know, that's that's. That's just me and how I do things. I will say um, I will never beat up one of my books. And if I happen to need to, I'll just buy a second one. 
And anybody that makes a game that's like right in the book and tear a page out, I'm like, fuck, I have to buy two because I'm not yeah. doing that. Right yeah. in your books. Right in your books. Right in your books. Or punch. You're talking about like punch cards. I'm like, well, now I have to get two because I will never punch. I have oh, none the of these. Sheets? Mouse Classic. Ritter, never going to pop those out. I will print sheets and cut them up and use them. I'm never punching the, the cards. I just can't. My, like, my own copies of these games are torn to shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and there's writing in it. Like, half of the notes in it are me, like, going, this was a bad rule. Change it next time. Or, like, <laughs> you know, like I'm, like, editing my and reviewing my own work as I'm playing the games where I'm going in on, like, this mm-hmm. could be um, Ryan's it, just sweating, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't think I have a pristine copy of like any of my stuff. Like just yeah. copies, and I either give them to people or I trash them through play or through fucking ruining them myself um, and being like critical of my own stuff. But yeah, no, I get it. Like, and and that's the thing we want to make it so that people can pick up the hardcovers as well, but we also want to keep it in print forever. So it's that trade off, and it's why we're like, okay, we're gonna do a big print run of the hardcovers as part of Kickstarter. And there'll be some available. But then once they're gone, we can't guarantee it'll be in print forever. And if we get enough like people clamoring for it, we'll definitely do more print runs, like 100%. Like, we're not going to say no. It's one of those things, not being able to guarantee it being in print forever, whereas we want to try and keep the soft covers in print uh, for as much as we can, as as long as these books keeps out. So. I mean, at yeah. this point, I'm going to back all the Kickstarters anyway, so I, I, don't, need a, I don't need a hunt and find to, to get the, the old <laughs> ones anymore. So... Um, what, so that, this is what's going on for Bensom and what's going on with the future for Bensom. Um, Jert, Space Penguin also, who is, you know, obviously working closely with Will and distributing and, and editing and doing everything with that. Um, what, what's, what's going on or what's coming up with Space Penguin? Maybe we've got, um, Cloth Goblins, uh, that will hit stores next week. We've got, um, uh, a few of our, uh, convention shirts that were done up by Graveyard Shift, uh, printing here in uh, the Cape, uh, well, they're in Fort Myers, but close enough. Um, and, um, so we've got some of those that are put up, um, another game you might've played, Liminal Horror, um, uh, Liminal Horror, those guys, um, so, uh, uh, a, a Liminal Horror, uh, it's called Investigators, um, it's uh, the the LH rules uh, that Goblin Archives uh, has worked with me and yeah, the Bloom uh, that I've yeah I worked with Goblin Archives on um, tightening uh, tightening that baby up uh, and it's uh, it's post print runs elsewhere so we're gonna put out Investigators kind of a <clears throat> a, a relaunch app you know it's been a couple of years um, there are some big plans afoot with liminal horror itself for next year but uh we want to keep this game in print um it's it's i don't want to i don't i don't want to dox people but i a a celebrity and i'm most positive it's the actual celebrity uh put put in an order with our stuff the other day uh and uh, like for for stuff and then they bought um the bloom and i was just like that makes sense why that person would totally buy that the reason i think it's a celebrity is they had a a new york billing address and and an la uh, la delivery address i was like it's gotta be this person it's gotta be it was really great tom cruise tom cruise massive fan of little horn right um (laughs) shit 
that's when like no that's when like those whatever those l ron hubbard aliens are gonna come down like the scientologists don't fuck around man yeah. my i'm i'm lit up i'm done i hope they can um, come with them they come down and so, into with those um, lawyer beams and um, <laughs> <laughs> so we have um so yeah yeah so liminal horn investigators um that is at the printer right now and uh along with that is the liminal horror slash triangle agency uh split that um that uh goblin archives and josh did with um triangle agency for their kickstarter yeah. so it'd be the first print run of that split adventure uh the shelter in, right we actually ran yeah, we ran what, that here on the show both sides nice. of it. Yeah. yeah so that's it that's at the printer too so then we'll have so we'll have um stuff and then possibly some future reprints of of some other uh lh stuff and then obviously a bunch more stuff in the works um there are a lot of there are a lot of projects for early next year that are in various shapes um we're we're hitting the point where yeah like i think i now have uh what we now have we're at 24 catalog numbers now that includes hardcover and softcover versions of a book you know in different cover right whatever um but uh skew wise we're approaching we're gonna have any 18 skews by the end of the year which my goal was 24 uh but considering we were we started a quarter later than we wanted to as far as getting stuff out there that's about where we're at so um yeah having a couple of new releases a month um to do that because we're not so much a storefront as we are publisher you know what i'm saying we're not we're not right. crossing the streams like that this is just the direction we wanted to, we wanted to go um so along with that like i said yeah there's sort of other stuff Coming in next year, um, I can just ramble off a bunch of titles. Primer, uh, I, I, hang on, I'm gonna, I, I, I start, I start doing it, and then I don't. Um, base camp, um, Cairn, two E, next year, Pothica, um, uh, investigators, um, resonant. Survivors of the Core Wars. Uh, I don't even tell what these systems are. You can figure out what the systems are for. Um, ooh, actually arriving in the mail hopefully next week uh, from uh, hand uh, printed and, and hand sewn by LFOSR uh, is Logan Dean's Psychers. Um, that's coming soon. Um, Logan uh, Dean, Reaper the Governor. The that's it, yeah yeah yeah. We're gonna we're we're gonna see how. Um, how uh no i've got one two three four five six i've got seven logan dean project floats right here like and, and uh, one of them so there's a bunch more and yes the a reprint of the company is in the works uh uh at the mutants of madness uh cobra express profane city of the under elves oh shit that, y'all are for a fucking treat on that one of course all the all the forbidden psalm stuffs um wasted uh working with um geo uh for uh brave zenith uh for a, a revamp and a and a refresh of that one or getting some new art and doing that um boars uh, of course my my long-awaited anticipated by me mostly board games kill the wizard and debbie's penguin adventures uh there's also one that's just titled magic hex maze board game it doesn't have an actual title yet but magic hex maze Think about it. Um, yeah. uh, Fear City, 
Desert of the Great Mosaic, Comprehensive Care Center in the Mountains, um, Skeletons. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. When when we when we when when um, I started this last year, you know, uh, I sent out a bunch of feelers with a bunch of folks I work with, collaborated regularly, and you know, we had a bunch of bunch of post notes on the wall, and then we windowed some of those down. Some are in permanent cold storage some are you know moved up and rearranged but um yeah it's being it's being flexible and being agile and knowing what works and figuring out in, in this first year how our partnerships work and how that's going to all go um learning a lot of things like accounting and paying taxes and all the joy that comes with small business ownership um uh, all that stuff you know like um i wouldn't do things if they weren't challenging you know so uh when a game especially video games starts to become not challenging that's that's when i'm like ah cool save file bye i'm good you know or in the case of like some games like near automata when i can't do that double jump flip kick shit and then i i just can't fucking do it that's when that game gets sold and moved on you know um but um yeah when a when a when a situation is not challenging that's when i get bored and don't want to do it so this has been a big challenge and we're I'm feeling pretty good about it overall, you know? So a lot of cool, a lot of cool, neat stuff working out. Um, yeah. I mean, just more and more and more and more and more. Oh yeah. I get to, I get to, I get to play in childhood with, with, with those guys. Oh, a couple more good names. Uh, Tomb city orphans. That one's yeah. Two bunnies. It's just called bunnies. It usually, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> this one is a that classic was... like jerk segment that we should just have regularly. Yeah. You just li- yeah. read your names off your list, and, yeah. just, uh, and we just get to imagine. Yeah, it's like a well, just a ten minute sound by him. I left a I left a message on the board over there. I don't know if anybody can see it. If it dis- distinct viewers are zooming in, maybe they can. Maybe they can't. I don't know. That used that used to be the board of. All of the project now it's now that's always transferred to software <laughs> because mm. I do that. But yeah, I left a message already. gone digital. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, um, feels good getting there. Um, doing doing neat stuff with with weird people and um, making cool, beautiful new shit into the world. And yes, there are books, but also there. Are really cool books that maybe take other people's minds off of how weird and wretched shit is. Yeah. I mean, things are pretty weird Love and wretched it. right now, so mm. it's good to see. And we clearly are are potentially getting uh, even more than quarterly forbidden psalm drops, it sounds like. We're getting themed drops throughout the, the yeah. year, so super excited, excited to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um let's go ahead and do the giveaway real quick before I forget because it popped up yeah, so I'm going to say remember. it. Um so uh I accidentally entered it. So if I win, we'll just do another one. Um <laughs> Weekly Scroll SPI collab win. Well, we'd have to actually make a game. Um but uh we'll see. Do it. Do it. Like that's um, literally what I will type at you. I'll be like, "Hey guys, are you doing it? Are you doing it?" Are you yeah. doing it? Do it. We shall see. So why don't we go ahead? Um, anyone that's still listening that hasn't entered yet, um, if you want to get a pack of, I think it's like five Forbidden Psalm game four or five. Four. Um, four. four. Um, uh, go ahead and exclamation point forbid right now. Um, and uh, in the next like 
10 seconds um, until I figure out how to close this. Um, and then uh, one lucky winner is going to get all of that. Um, we'll see who that is. Let me already in. All right. Figured it out. That's it. You're done. Oh, I was going to, I was going to do, dun, 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 dun. I was going to be the sound. Dun, 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 no, no. Fired. Fired. There it is. Right, it's just, <laughs> you had to reopen it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, the winner of the Forbidden Song Pack is... That is going to be Geeky Mike. So, Geeky Mike. Uh, yeah. Um, do us a favor. Contact us on something. Um, our socials are under Linktree yeah. on the Weekly mm -hmm. Scroll. I was um, going to say or, that easy, the easiest way is just a uh, geeky mic. Just please email support at spacepenguin.inc, S-U-P-P-O-R-T at spacepenguin.inc. Uh, and I guess you have to reveal some sort of thing just in case, uh, in case you're an imposter. I don't know. It's uh, we'll, we'll we'll trust you. But if I get like 14 things from geeky mic, we'll, uh, we'll reach out. <laughs> So there you go. We had 14, 14 free packs for you. Yeah, 14 geeky mic is a lot of geeky mic. Yeah. Um, you get like yeah. geeky mic one at gmail.com, geeky mic right. two at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm the real one. <laughs> cool. um, yeah, shoot, shoot, shoot us an email at uh, support us one.inc and uh, I will get you uh, get you sorted out with uh, Monday's, Monday's batch of uh, postal delivery goods. Nice. So all right, aside from the Kickstarter right now, which honestly, if you just Google for Ben's on Kickstarter, it's the first thing that pops up. Um, also, if you're listening to this either on YouTube or on podcast, um, the link will be down in the lighter notes. But aside from that, um, Will, where can people get Forbidden Psalm past and present uh, right now out in the world? Yeah, so uh, the best place, best thing to do is hit ForbiddenPsalm.com. It's got all the links to all the different places you can pick up the games. So if you want digital copies, if you want just PDFs, it's got links to drive through and all those kind of places. If you want physical, it's got the links to where you can get those as well. Um, obviously, check out Space Penguin because it doesn't just have my shit, which obviously you want to go there for my shit, but also has some amazing other cool shit. Uh, I've bought a bunch of stuff from Jurt because, yeah, his kind of catalog that he's building over there is just incredibly cool as shit. So definitely hit up Space Penguin Inc. as well. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're just looking for Forbidden Psalm stuff, hit forbiddensound.com, can be simpler. Um, and there's a full catalog of everything I've made so far, a couple of previews of things I'm making and, and things I'm working on for the future. And that's where I tend to post my stuff. We've got a Discord that's linked in various places on there. If you can't find it, message me on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and I'll hit you up with a link. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of where you can find my stuff. Yeah, I also I also do find interesting things on on the Discord. Like a new channel will pop up, and I'll be like, "Oh, Will had an idea," <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, that sounds cool. What is that? Oh yeah, okay, yeah, no, great, that's awesome, perfect." Yeah. Yeah. I forget the order in which I'm meant to do things. I'm probably meant to tell my publisher that I'm working on a thing before I like announce it. But... <laughs> it's a, yeah. it's it's all fun. I mean, it's okay because he gets stuck on superheroes. I'm not fucking kidding, man. I'm not fucking yeah. kidding. I, I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're free this evening after after the show, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on and jump on a call with you while I'm while I'm cooking up dinner for Debbie and I, 
and we're gonna discuss fucking superheroes one yeah hell yeah, yeah that makes sense. Discuss fucking superheroes. well my good friend uh my good friend christian kessler just uh you know they're funding over at melsonian arts council for long shot city uh and that i helped ck develop that for over the course of a year you know weekly hall weekly call weekly halls weekly calls um with him just being like yeah what do you do you know and like watching him the the process of working out how you synthesize you know almost 100 years of comic book history and a little bit of all of this here and there you know and like he has very different tastes than i do comic book wise but like he did a great job with long shot city of putting in almost every possible permutation uh an archetype you know and, and all of these powers from all of these different comic book companies and cosmologies and shit like that and uh yeah long shot city uh the, the kickstarter is over um but that book is it's gonna be fabulous uh it's it's playing heroes in troika but it again its own chassis you know the same thing it's got its own special stuff and so now i want now i'm all now i'm just all about it so <laughs> mashup great big mashup just waiting for mine to come in the mail definitely back that um dirt space penguin inc uh it's space penguin dot inc if i am not incorrect um definitely want to go check out that sign up for the newsletter um if you want to spend money because every time it drops uh my wallet opens um but everything that's been coming out has been fantastic um a lot of really cool stuff that's been dropping again i've waved these around a couple of times these are some of the most recent things that have come Merkball, it's a wide variety of stuff um, and uh, just a, a number of amazing and um, just incredibly talented um, uh, creators that um, that are that are going to Space Penguin or getting published or edited or, you know, everything yeah. by Jert. Um, this says a lot about Jert, too, about just the not only the quality of his work, but also just the kind of person he is that everybody knows him and everybody loves working with him so um you definitely want to support space penguin definitely want to um grab as much as you can from there um, i know everything i've gotten has been fantastic um and super excited to get more from space penguin more from will more forbidden psalm over the next year um can't wait yeah more su- so- more superheroes yeah apparently <laughs> there we go apparently more superheroes listen it's been oh, wonderful chat with you guys yeah, you guys are coming uh, on. Per, a permanent open invitation, Jert. You know that will. You know, anytime no. you want to come back for 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 number four, we be we yeah. would love to have you. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, that's it. That's our episode. Thank you, everyone in chat. Um, Geeky Mike. Uh, like I said, get a hold of uh, of Jert for your your giveaway pack, mm-hmm. and um, and that'll do it for us for today. Find us at Linktree uh, slash the Weekly Squirrel and. Again, everyone else's links will be in the liner notes. Have a wonderful day, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.